Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin on the C. With me all the way from Malaysia is uh, Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello, where the weather is hotter, cinema prices are much lower, and the popcorn is much better as well. The popcorn's better? Yeah, didn't I tell you that before? Malaysia's popcorn is the best. Okay. Yeah, we actually put caramel on the popcorn. It actually tastes good. Well, I can't speak to my popcorn, but it is incredibly hot here today, actually, uh, over in... Uh, in England, it's it's frankly you, frankly too hot. And you're spending the hot days staying indoors and speaking to me. I'd be staying indoors anyway. It's just too hot. It's too. Hot. Why? How is it too hot? Why is too hot for a British person? Uh, so when is wa- there anything above twenty degrees? When I walked out the door, I was like, no, no, this is <laughs> this isn't on. We are we're not going to talk about too much more about the sun, probably. Why? Well, we might, but let's let's tell the good people the topic of the <laughs> podcast. Um, which is is it the Mummy, latest uh, latest hit Tom Cruise Universal film? Um, we're also talking about the films of Mark Ruffalo. We've got a Despicable Me quiz, and much much more. Much more. Also, my voice is going a little bit, so we'll see how long. Yeah, we- I can hear that. Are you okay? Is it the sun? Um, I think it's it's just all the talking I've been doing this morning, Zijin. Is the sun giving you a horse throat? I think that's probably it as well. It's the sun and the talking. So. Uh, well, let's see how we go. Uh, but as ever, we'll kick off with the news. Zijan, news me. Uh, the new X-Men has a new name. Okay. It's called Dark Phoenix now. Okay. And uh, our, some of the original cast, most of the original cast are coming back as well. When you say original cast, you mean the... Uh, the one from Days of Future Past. The first class. First class yeah. cast. Not the... Yeah. Uh, not your Halle Berry's and your, your Hugh Jackman's. No. No more Hugh Jackman. So James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, J Law, and Nicholas Holt. Yeah, why? Why are they coming? Why are they back? <laughs> like, I thought their careers have actually, you know, surpassed the X Men franchise. Their contracts are up. They must be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They must be doing this willingly. Oh, well. They can't be that desperate for. In in fairness, Apocalypse was pretty bad, but up until that point, it was going well. Maybe that's a. But but <laughs> that's the thing. You see, you want to. Act- why would you come back again when the last film was so terrible? Maybe to make amends or to make some money. It's one of those. Um, and the, the thing is, it's called The Dark Phoenix again, so they're going to go through the whole Phoenix saga, which they tried to do it in X3. Yeah. So, we, and they failed horribly. And I can't remember the name of the girl who's playing Jean Grey now. Isn't she from Game uh, of Thrones? Sophie Turner. She's from Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. She wasn't great. She, no, I, I wouldn't. I would have thought she's someone to now base a, a whole movie on. That's the thing, you see. Like, I, I liked Femke Jensen. That's the name, right? Yeah. That's the previous Jean Grey. I thought she was she was alright, but Sophie Turner was just just wasn't good. I think I think she was probably the one of the weakest actors in the previous film. Yeah. Was, uh, she was awesome, brilliant. Was Apparently um Jessica Chastain's in talks for this film. Not to Yes, um to star as the film's main villain, Lilandra. Okay. Who is apparently an empress of the Shia Empire. What, it's not apparently, she is the empress okay. of the Shia Empire. You've you got to watch those empresses of Shia Empires. <laughs> yeah, but um, just so you know, comic book knowledge here. Oh, yeah. She and Professor Xavier were married. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. First, not going to go down that route? I I hope not. I mean, they, have, they tried to put a lot in X3 already. You know I mean? They tried to fit in the cure of the mutant gene in X3 alongside the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. And we saw how that went. So I hope they just don't try to pack so know. many I, things into I this think, film. I uh, think, I like the cure story. I think it's just the, kind of the hour of people hitting each other in ever more inventive ways was my main problem <laughs> with it. Okay. Fantastic news, Zijan, for fans of, uh, of romantic subplots. Um, Michelle Monaghan. It's just you. It's just Colin. me. Michelle Monaghan is back for Mission Impossible 6. Yes, I saw that. Why? Why? This is this yes. is this is why. Well, I, I find that a very difficult question to answer. Um, no, she wasn't in the f- fourth and fifth film, was she? Uh, she was in. She had made, she made a cameo towards the end of the fourth one. Oh, whoopee, a cameo, which was fantastic. That's how important her character she was. I loved it. I'm all. <sighs> I'm, I'm very excited. Well, very excited. I'm very pleased with this because Mission Impossible Three was all about um, Ethan Hunt and his happy family life with his wife. You can't just write her out of the picture, can you, Zizan? Yeah, you can. Yeah. 
Anyway. You can explain a lot of things. It's Mission Impossible. She could just be someone else pretending to be her. What? <laughs> Dear me, it's like you don't love romantic subplots at all, Zijan. Um, <laughs> I don't like pointless romantic subplots or just for the sake of it. Subplots for the sake of subplots. Anyway, she's back. She's back in a big way. Well, yeah, yeah, you must be thrilled. I am. I, I even tweeted about it. That's how excited I was. Do you know Michelle Monaghan once liked one of my tweets? Did she? Really? She did. Back, back when Mission Impossible 5 was coming out, and I, I tweeted, I hope that she's in it. She liked that tweet, but then was not in it. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're close to fame them. Yep, that's me and uh, me and Michelle. First name basis. <laughs> we'll have to get her on the show one of these days. Um, do, you, do you have, um, do you have a, some more news? Uh, I know that uh, Justice League oh, yes. is going to be scored by Danny Elfman. So it is. Of, uh, of Spider-Man fame. Of all um, Tim Burton fame. Is it Tim Burton? Okay. Well, he, he he scored a lot of Tim Burton films. Oh, yeah. Danny Elfman. Yeah. Pretty much most of Tim Burton films are Danny Elfman scored. So. He did the uh, the yes. Simpsons theme as well, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was drafted in by Joss Whedon um, since the unfortunate event. Um, hmm. Yeah, so um, there will be some London-based reshoots now as well. But obviously, there's now a change of musical visionaries. That's, yeah. I, I've, I, you always get this with big features, I guess, but there's, there's been rumours of extensive reshoots lasting uh, potentially months. Um, I guess that's a good thing, maybe? Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's funny because usually reshoots mean something's gone horribly wrong. But well, at least extensive reshoots mean that. I think every film, every film will have some reshoots, I guess. Hopefully they won't give like Wonder Woman a wig that's very apparent. Yeah, it might be just because Wonder Woman has done so well with audiences, they might be trying to put more of her into Justice League. Would be my guess. That won't be a bad thing. Not at all. Not at all. Mm. I'd like to see more of her. Um, so we're going to talk about the whole dark universe uh, at length, I imagine. But uh, some news. <laughs> yep. <laughs> some news from the world of the dark universe. Hey, yeah, go on. Apparently, so we already uh, we already knew they were having the Mummy, the Invisible Man, Wolfman, Brian of Frankenstein. They're adding to it the, course, fan- yep. the Phantom of the Opera and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I have absolutely no idea why, because they're not why? they're not horror, why? horror characters, really, are they? <laughs> no, not particularly. This is going to end up like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like put a put a, a medley of a medley of characters, a motley of characters, a, but uh, a motley medley, a bunch of characters. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of characters from different uh, literary. Basically, yeah, it's all it's all in the public domain. It's all free to use. So why not? Hey, chuck them in. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, did you see the original League of um, Ordinary Gentlemen with Sean Connery? No, apparently it was really bad. Yeah, it was awful. There was a there was a Doctor Jekyll and Hyde there as well, and at there was at least the, the, at least the, that's effectively a horror character whereas finds me opera Dorian Gray is in it like, he is isn't he is Tom Sawyer yeah I think Tom Sawyer's in it yep. yeah see so maybe Tom Sawyer will be joining the dark universe but I mean, Phantom of the Opera he, he, <laughs> all he does is basically stalks one woman doesn't he and kills a bunch of people That's, he has a good voice though he can sing he can sing but does he ever leave the theatre <laughs> that's gonna be a... no but he can sing very well imagine they can do a musical version of it the dark universe Everyone sings. Someone's destroyed New York. Don't worry, I'm singing in this theatre. <laughs> <laughs> in Paris. Yeah. And the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I, I, I must admit, I've not read Hunchback of Notre Dame or seen, well, I'm pretty sh- seen any of it. But he's just a guy with a hunchback who rings a bell, isn't he? Is that? Yeah, he, he stays in Notre Dame as well. I think, you know. <laughs> it's going really well. We'll discover later on how much we love that film. But um, Not much, by the way. <laughs> You got any more news? Uh, I know that Tom Holland has confirmed that there's a trilogy of movies planned for this incarnation of Spider-Man. So those are all, what, trilogy of Spider-Man or is it including uh, appearances elsewhere? Uh, excluding appearances elsewhere. Okay. Yeah, so okay. there'll be two more films after this. Uh, they won't be called Homecoming 2 and 3. Astonishing. Astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so this is going to be like the third Spider-Man trilogy or attempts at the trilogy yeah and if this oh there will be eight spider-man films it's insane yeah at least at least two of those are good so that's a it's not a bad record yeah but i don't know what more they can do with spider-man i mean he's a great character but 
surely they've milked that well that they, franchise enough for anybody yeah although they I'm sure there's a lot more they could do because they've told the same story over a fair bit haven't they he's got bitten by a spider by the way Colin did you know he's that he's been what spoiler alert <laughs> that's not fair for our audience members who haven't yet seen Spider-Man shame on you Yes, you should really have watched it. Um, I don't have much other news. I've read this thing. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying it. There's a film coming out. It's going to be called Tag. You familiar with uh-huh. you familiar with Tag? As in the game. As in the game of Tag. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You, you, you catch someone and say Tag, you're it. You have, that, you have it. that in Malaysia, do you? Um, yeah, we call it Tag. <laughs> Good name. Um, <laughs> parts of this country call it Tig. I always call it Tag. Anyway, there's a film of Tag coming out. Why? Um, which apparently is like this. It's based on a true story, apparently, but um, like a huge monster game of Tag taking place over decades. And, uh, uh-huh, and? it's going to have Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms, Rashida Jones, Shake Johnson, Annabelle Wallace, and uh, Isla Fisher. Now, Isla Fisher doesn't make good films. so uh, Neither does Annabelle Wallace now. <laughs> but uh, who? And Jake Johnson, it's a, it's a little uh, mummy reunion. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> you're selling it to me. So wow. I don't know why I put this in my list. I think I was really scraping around for news earlier in the earlier in the week, and this somehow got left on my list. Um, <laughs> but surely that goes to show, like the birth, you know, like the lack of ideas in Hollywood now. They're making a film out of Tag. the most random things. And remember, we were talking about them you know, making a film out of chess. Oh yeah, it's looking more and more likely now, right? It's gonna be a film of chess. Yes, I think maybe that'll be the follow-up. <laughs> Clearly, look. Anyway, I've been watching a lot of The Office recently, The American Office. That's got Ed Helms and, and Rashida Jones in it. I think it's great. Big fan. Uh, I only know Rashida Jones from Parks and Recreation. Yeah, she was in The Office for uh, for a season before that. She was uh, John Krasinski's love interest for her, wasn't she? She was. She was his girlfriend, yeah. yeah. Basically, her, her main job was to not be Pam. <laughs> uh, you got any more news or shall we crack on? No, we should crack on. The sooner we get through this, the better. Uh, <laughs> A brief visit to your favourite segment, Zijan, things Colin was wrong about. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I, miss this, I miss this section. It's been a while. It has. Um, so last time I said Hercule Poirot yes. uh, never dyes his hair. I, yes. I actually meant the opposite. Um, I meant to say... What? He always dyed his hair black. That was what I meant to say. I was listening back to, and I thought, I'm, I'm going to sound like some sort of idiot who doesn't understand Agatha Christie. So there you go. Um... Wait, one more thing Colin got wrong. Another thing I've got wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, this is this is amazing. It's like my lucky day today. <laughs> Actually, Zijan, can you tell me the name of the um, the girl who played the Invisible Girl, or Invisible Woman, in the uh, most recent Fantastic Four film? Is it Kate Mara? So you're also getting it wrong. It is Kate Mara, except apparently her name is pronounced Kate Mara, I discovered this week. As in like M-E-R-A? I guess so. There you go. Um, so that's what I've been getting wrong every time I said her name on this podcast as have you uh, it seems no it's okay I mispronounce most things anyway on the podcast so no big deal do you know that Kate Mara's middle name is Rooney um, anyway what all these things I've been finding out this week it feels like you're trying to stall for the mummy which is a good thing but um, okay do you want to do you want to, we- do you want to stall some more by going to the, our, our exciting relatively recent segment to see or not to Z? To see or not to Z. That's the one. <laughs> um, well, I've only saw... So, obviously, I had a 12-hour flight to Malaysia. Okay. Um, I only saw a film um, and many episodes of Westworld, which is a great series, by the way. You should oh, yeah. watch it. Have you seen it? Nope. Uh, but it was produced by John- Jonathan Nolan. Christopher Nolan's brother. Okay. But anyway, that's a very sad <laughs> note. I watched Hidden Figures, finally. Oh, you did? What do you think? Yeah, I did. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, the storyline was obviously uh, quite predictable because yes. you know that you know they are going to overcome all the prejudices and biases. Um, but it was good. It was a feel-good film, and I enjoyed it. Cool. I, I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was decent. I thought it was fairly a little bit paint by numbers. He kind of knew from the start pretty much every beat that was going to happen. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I finally got around to watching Snowden, um, which is the the film about Edward Snowden, that's directed by Oliver Stone. Uh, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Shaneen Woodley. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's it's a, so for those who aren't following politics. Edward Snowden, well, he worked for the CIA and the NSA and various, and, and basically he, depending on who you talk to, he either whistle blew or he leaked lots of uh, data. 
and then took refuge in Moscow. But uh, it's kind of telling a story, and because it's Oliver Stone, he's quite a left-wing director. It's very much a kind of very pro-Snowden. It's kind of a hero's story, really. So I enjoyed it, but I think it would have been nice to see a bit more balance and kind of exploring better the attitudes of uh, of people who didn't agree with him. But mm. excellent performance by uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's always good. That's the title character. That's the title character. Uh, my brother Simon has has contributed his own uh, to see or not to Z. Uh, <laughs> is it a, is it a Would You Now Wolf? Um, it's is it a film based on Would You Now Wolf? Is it a film about Would You Now Wolf? It's not. It's not. Although you're not far. What? Um, it's a film called My Cousin Rachel, uh, which stars Rachel Vice, I think. Yep. Formerly of the Mummy. It's not a trailer for that. Formerly of the Mummy. Uh, it's all it's all tied together. Um, Simon says, word for word, very good, beautifully shot, not as subtle as the novel. Have you ever seen the f- novel? Have I seen the novel? <laughs> no. Yeah, have you seen it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, have you read the novel? I've not read it. I've not seen it. I don't know anything about this. But there you go. Um, for those people who wanted to know about that film. Do we do we trust um, Simon's credibility in judging films? Um, sure. <laughs> You <laughs> can't say anything else, can you? It's, it, it's a film that I was never going to watch. Um, so He's our only loyal listener. He's our one listener, we, so we can't we, put him we, off. We have more than one. We love you, Simon. We love you, Simon. <laughs> we do love you, Simon, but we do have more than one listener. You can press play on our our, our podcast more than one time, Simon. So you make us look like we have more real listeners than we actually do. Yeah, we appreciate that. Keep going. Um, actually, he's very good. He, he does listen to us every time, except he misses out all the reviews of the films he doesn't watch, which is basically all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, maybe we'll do a full-length review of my cousin Rachel. Uh, we, not, we will never do that. Um, no, no. Okay, Zijana, I think we've we've stalled enough. <laughs> I made you watch the Mummy. Um, I can't believe you made me watch the Mummy. Like, <laughs> okay, you see, right? I gave you Beauty and the Beast. That was actually a decent film. The Mummy isn't. <laughs> ah, ah. This is going to be fun. Um, so, ah. so as usual, we'll do non-spoilers and then spoilers, although I feel that we... Um... £11.50, Colin. <laughs> Did you, you didn't see it in Malaysia then, you saw it in London, did you? Two hours of my life, Colin. Did you see Two it? hours saw, of my did life. Did you see it in London? I saw it in London. Yeah, because that, that doesn't sound like a Malaysian ticket price. Um, no, Malaysian ticket price is like £2. The Mummy starring Tom Cruise is the first film in the dark universe. And Zizhan, and the last film, hopefully. Zizhan, tell us a little bit about that film. Okay, the good bits are... Okay. I think Tom Cruise was the only good thing about the entire film. Wow. Gosh. Uh, yes, Tom Cruise was the only good thing. The only... In it. Uh, what about Russell Crowe? No? <sighs> I guess... I don't... I mean, his character was okay. I mean, he doesn't need to be in it. Right. But, um, well, anyway, shall we just, uh, I'll just quickly go through a plot anyway. Please do. Um, it's yeah. a, I think it's a retelling of the uh, the original Mummy starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Wise, which came out in the 1990s, I think. Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's a retelling. Of, I'm, to be honest, I've not seen that, but I'm not sure if it's a retelling so much as a, the Mummy is a, is a famous character that's made loads mm. of stuff. Let's just tell a new story. Have you seen the Brendan Fraser Mummy? Oh, I love that film. Yeah. Does it have a similar yeah. plotline to this? Quite similar. I mean, archaeologists dig up a tomb by accident, release a mummy, mummy kills people, mummy, uh, archaeologists find a way to defeat mummy, mummy Spo- disappears. Spoilers. Happily hour uh, after. Um, there you go. Seems about the same. Yeah. I mean, I think the, what I liked about the original film is that it did a good balance between um, humour okay. and horror. Right. And they did that really well which this film didn't do at all, among its other fl- faults. So, and there are lots of faults. <laughs> I can go to length about the faults. I have a list of all the faults I have here. So have we covered the plot enough there? Is that We can cover more, we can cover more in spoilers. Um, but Tom Cruise yeah. and his good friend Jake Johnson, I'm going to go mostly on uh, actor names, if you don't mind. <laughs> They're the ones who are in... Actually, we might as well say, so they, they, they're taking this thing back to London and then... In every trailer, you'll have seen that uh, the plane gets brought down by having lots of bats fly into it. Uh, Birds, right? Not bats, crows. They were crows. Well, okay, fine. Um, and the plane crashes. Looks like you don't. <laughs> I, um, I, I see. In the, in the trailers, I thought they were birds, and then when it played in the, in the cinema, I thought they were bats. But some sort of winged creature. 
And then the plane crashes somewhere in England, right? Is it in England? I'm not sure where the crashes to us. I know they end up yes. in England, but do they? Yes, we England. I think the cops were speaking British English. They, they were definitely. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Definitely in England. Uh, Tom Cruise crashes and dies, but then he comes alive again. That'll do for now. So, um, horror-wise, do you think it was scary? Uh, I know there was one part which you just, which was just begging for a jump scare, which I, you know, cringe a little bit anticipating yeah. that. But I don't think it's as scary as the original Mummy. Okay. Um, because if for those who have not seen the original Mummy before, there was a part where the Beatles crawl into the person's body. Nice. And I thought that part was... When you say the, be- the Beatles, do you mean the 1960s pop group, the Beatles? Or are we talking insects? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the John Lennon just went into someone's body. That's pretty, no, that's like pretty scary. In- <laughs> <laughs> no, but insects. No, I, I thought it just was... It, it wasn't scary. I mean, all the scary, all the scares that they wanted to do were jump scares. And yeah. some of them were just pretty bad jump scares as well. Like, oh, it's Jake Johnson again. Yeah, this, as you say, everything was jump scares. And not, not only that, but there were jump scares that were telegraphed about five minutes in advance. Was, I know. It's awful, awful <laughs> jump scares. Because, yeah, there, there were bits that I kind of I looked away because I didn't want to see someone jump out of the frame. But you knew it was coming because he's wandering around a graveyard and you've got this scary music. It's, yeah. I think if I was a horror fan watching this, I would. Be very, be very disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not seen the original Mummy? No, I should. Uh, you should. It's it's good. So um, but, we but, talked about the horror bits. Better than this. I have definitely better than this. Yeah, I have to mention the comedic comedic bits as well. I mean, there were bits which were comedic in the original Mummy. You have uh, John Hanna, okay, playing the slightly bumbling sidekick, which uh, Jake Johnson's uh, was trying to be in this Mummy film as well. Right. So John Hanna is charismatic enough to be able to pull off, you know, funny even in like a dangerous situation. Yeah. I found Jake Johnson to be extremely annoying. Yeah, I I, I like Jake Johnson a lot. I think he's great. But um, I, in this film... I think you like New Girl a lot. I like New Girl, but I've, I've seen him in other things and like safety yeah. not guaranteed. Even in Jurassic World, I thought he did a, did a good job. Um, he's done a few... He's done something called Win It All this year, which isn't that comedic to be honest, but... Um, but yeah, the comedy really didn't work in this, did it? it was... No, it was, it was so forced. It felt really forced. It felt like they decided to put some bits of comedy in it just to make some resemblance to the original uh, film. And they brought a current comedic actor, yeah. which is Jake Johnson, and they tried to shoehorn it in, and it just didn't work. If, yeah, it felt a bit like there's a kind of committee saying, well, what works in previous films? Well, people like films of jokes in them. Right, well, let's have a joke here and here and here. And there's a... But yeah, no, it, was, it just usually these kind of action things will have a, a bit of comedy, but it, it kind of works, whereas this just fell so horribly flat. Um, so it didn't work as horror. It didn't work as a comedy. Did it work as an action film? <laughs> it it didn't, did it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was interesting was um, I, I saw an interview with Tom Cruise, and he, you, know, you know they did a bit um, when the plane's crashing where they're in kind of zero gravity, trying to yeah. find a parachute almost. Uh, and I sort of think I'm saying, oh, I really want to do this for one of the Mission Impossible films, but then uh, I, I couldn't fit it into there, so I thought, hey, let's try it for this instead. Yes, I saw that as well. He's clearly trying to make it into a Mission Impossible style film, but yes. it, but it didn't work as that like that either. I mean, I, I, I think Mission Impossible films are great. I, I really enjoy them. He took off his shirt again, as usual. Okay, he did. Yeah, he's getting a bit too. He old. does it in all the Mission Impossible. He's films. Getting a bit old to take his shirt off, isn't he? But he, he does it. If I could look like that when I'm 60, I'll take my shirt off every single time. Yeah, that's fair, fair enough. But yeah, this this didn't have the kind of the, the joy of a Mission Impossible at all. No, it just wasn't fun. Yeah. I actually disagree. I know you said that Tom Cruise is the only good thing. That's not, I, I love Tom Cruise, as you know. That's why I made you watch this film. But um, yeah. I don't think this is one of his best performances, to be honest. If, if I was asked to, ask to describe his character, I think I would struggle. I don't think there was much in it, really. No, I know that. I don't think people go to the mummy expecting that, though. Yeah, but I think he's a. Even, as I know we always talk about Age of Tomorrow here. I think he did a great performance now. Even things like Mission Impossible, he kind of he's, he puts in a good performance and he does his own stunts, obviously. But he, he acts it well as well. Mm. Or he's never going to win a loss or anything. But I think it's a solid. Whereas this, I don't know. I just he, he didn't do it too badly. It just felt rather bland. So what's the thing you like about it? Um, it. I like I liked the Russell Crowe actually that was my favourite scene I think so we'll come on into spoilers but um, I, I liked kind of the Russell Crowe Tom Cruise scene okay I liked the fact it was fairly short 
Uh, was it short? I actually looked at the clock halfway through the film and I realized I've only one, <laughs> I've only been one hour through the film. I was like, dang it. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was actually fairly. Uh, it, it's, I can't compact. I'm not sure what the time is, but I came out thinking, oh, is, is that over already? Because I looked, just looked at my watch when I came out and thought, oh, this went to be later than that. My main problem with it, apart from all those other things we said, is that it just doesn't make any sense. None of it, <laughs> none of it makes any sense. <laughs> I guess we can go through that in detail when we talk about the spoiler parts, yeah, right? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Can we can we quickly talk about Annabelle Wallace? Okay. So does it work as a romantic subplot for you, Colin? <laughs> I, um, from my point of view, yeah. Annabelle Wallace cannot act. Like, whoa, whoa. Harsh. Yeah, I know it's very harsh. <laughs> okay. But she's definitely no racial wise. Right. Yeah, who was was brilliant as the bumbling, clumsy archaeologist in the first film. Um, she, she's... Her, oh, first of all, her character had many inconsistencies to it. Okay. Um, parts of it, they just wanted to put her in just because there's a love interest for Tom Cruise, which is okay. That happened in most Mission Impossible films anyway, so that's fine. But many, many scenes, I was just cringing at the way she reacts to things. To be clear, in the Mission Impossible films, Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt, is happily married to Julia, as played by <laughs> Michelle Monaghan. I think we've covered this. Anyway. Well, other, other Tom Cruise films. Then. Okay. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't go to. So I, I I thought she was okay. I didn't stand out to me at all. I, I've never heard of her before this film. Um, so I didn't know what her accent was. Was she supposed to be British? I think so. Yeah, I mean, really, she is British. Uh, she's got a funny voice, but she is British. Um, she did have a funny voice, right? I, I was trying to work it out right from the beginning. I, th- I think that's her actual voice, though. Um, is it? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I feel so sorry for her. <laughs> that's how she has to live every day. Yeah, I. On the, the Weekly Planet, uh, a rival podcast that just has many millions more listeners than we do, um, they pointed out that Tom Cruise doesn't really do romantic storylines very often these days, or at least not in films that do well. Hmm. And it's it's funny, because I think they're, they're right. And Obviously, he was they, she was a love interest, but there wasn't really any love interest scene. They, kind of, they had, had sex off camera beforehand. They kind of talked about it a bit. She punched him in the face. Um, yeah. But there was no... Nothing really romantic, was there? And I saw an interview with her and Graham Norton, and she was saying there was going to be a scene where they were going to kiss, and he basically asked the director to cut it and just you know, okay. or even not film it. So there was a part where she was reaching out for a crate in the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they showed her, I think, her underwear, and then they could see Tom Cruise looking at it. So why do we put that in then? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or maybe they're waiting for the next film to do that. Yeah. Pointless, pointless. And she's going to be in all the films as well, right? Well, apparently. I've. I've, I've that's only a, a throwaway comment from Tom Cruise on, on the same interview, but um, I've not seen that anywhere else. But yeah. Hey, can you not make me watch them? Hey, can we, uh, you know the deal, Sijan? One Tom Cruise film for every uh, Disney Disney film. Yeah, I'm sure there's some Age of Tomorrow 2 coming up. I can do that. Uh, Mission Impossible 6 is coming out, isn't it, at some point? So that's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just want, before we go into spoilers, I think, as you said, Tom Cruise loves doing his own stunts. Um, and he did some pretty good stunts here, but they were so badly filmed that it wasn't clear he was doing his own stunts. I only know because I've seen some behind-the-scenes footage and stuff. So um, at one point, he gets hit by a London bus and uh, kind of ends up sitting inside the bus, or kind of, yes, and the bus is on its side. He actually did that. Like the bus came, bus slid across at him. He leapt up, went through the, well, yeah, through the gap in the front and uh, landed on a seat. They filmed that for real, but there's no way you could tell that from the from the film. No. There's one point where the, he's on top of a building that collapses and the, he and Jake Johnson literally did that. The building collapsed underneath them while they're on it. And again, you couldn't tell that's what happened. So that just seems a huge waste to me. Should we go to spoilers? Yeah, yeah I'm tired of talking about it right This now. might be a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, 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 spoilers. Right. Okay, so they they get to the, the artifacts and they they go in and discover this really evil mummy thing. Yes. And they decide to take it home with them. Fine. Of course they do. But this thing was absolutely jam-packed, filled with artefacts. Why did they only bring one thing back with them? That doesn't make any sense, does it? No. That's why it's called the mummy, not the other artefacts. <laughs> but I don't know, if you're an archaeologist, you find this whole big... Well, first of all, I guess there's various people complaining about taking things out of their home country. But um, it's like the Elgin marbles all over again. But I just can't think, if you're a professional archaeologist, surely you think, well, maybe take some other stuff as well. What powers do you think the mummy had, Zizan? 
She can kiss people. Right. She does, right? She, she does do that. She does kiss people. She kisses a lot of people. That that's it? all she does. That's, that's all. <laughs> she she summons sand. She some yes. That does nothing. They're supposed to chase be, chase Tom Cruise and Annabelle Wallace, but does nothing. <laughs> and why do you make sand that chase chases people anyway? Why don't you just make sand come out from all all around and just yeah. envelop them? Sometimes it's got a big face in it for no reason. Yeah, she summons the dead. I think she did, didn't she? Well, so the whole plot line is she. She, okay, many years ago in ancient Egypt, she wanted to summon the the god of evil because her f- father didn't like him or because of something. No, her father had a son. There you go. Uh, and in order to bring him into this world, she was about to kill her lover, but they stopped her and wrapped her up and buried her alive. This somehow turned her into the mummy. And then her plan now is to kill Tom Cruise to summon the god of evil. Okay. Before we go to the incredulity about <laughs> of that, by the way, yeah. I would say one annoying bit of this film was that they explained that plot three times by three different characters okay. throughout the entire film. That annoyed me so much. <laughs> I mean, why? That's like pointless exposition. It was explained by Russell Crowe at the beginning of the film, yeah. then explained by uh, Annabelle Wallace's character when she was investigating the mummy reading uh, the coffin the sarcophagus reading the hieroglyphs okay. and then it was explained again by <laughs> the mummy herself after that I mean come on we know what's going to happen you don't need to tell us three times maybe, us maybe they're hoping it would make sense one of those times <laughs> what, but why is she trying to kill Tom Cruise in particular because she's chosen him as but what, um, but, her lover's replacement but why because he has the body of a 30-year-old, huh? even though he's 56. Is that, is that, oh, it's okay. She just likes him. Yeah, and that is why you should not be a fit 56-year-old man. Mm. I'm not even Moral a, of the story. I'm not even a fit 31-year-old. This is, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hedging my bets. This is... Just in case you want a mummy falls in love with you. So she was in love with him, was she? I, I didn't really get that. I was... No, no. <laughs> I... Actually, another bit I liked. So the, the whole, the, um, she's supposed to be inside his head. Because she somehow brought him back to life, probably. Uh, I like the bit where he's driving off in the ambulance and then suddenly reappears at the church where she is. That was pretty cool. Yep. That, yeah. That, that worked. But, so, but do her powers include... Well, they seem to include giving him hallucinations because mm-hmm. at that time he thinks he's being eaten by rats, but he's not. It seemed to be able to teleport him because he suddenly appeared in that church, which at first I thought was a hallucination, but it turned out he really was there. Are those things that she's done or are those... Why are, why are we questioning this film, Colin? Can we just... I just, I just don't understand. <laughs> okay, and then they, they lock her in some chains and they fill her blood with mercury or something. Yes, yes. And then in order to get out of it, she makes an insect bite a guy, which apparently means that she's in control of him. Yep. I mean, just a regular insect, as far as I can tell. Not, not a kind of... Yeah, for some reason, yeah. Then she breaks free, suggesting that she could have done that the entire time, as far as I can work out. Mm. Also, she has. Yeah, multiple, she can turn her eyes into multiple eyes. That's pretty cool. I just, <laughs> I, I just don't understand what she was doing. <laughs> she. Uh, okay, uh, Jake, Jake Johnson's character, which I think I agree, I no, it didn't work. No, it, no. Again, he got bitten by an insect, which meant that he wanted to kill everyone. So then they he died, didn't he? Technically, several times. I think. Yeah. So they shoot him, and then he crashes. The plane crashes. crashes, and then he comes back, but he kind of. He kind of looks fairly comedic. Ghost? Yeah, he's a ghost or a vision or something. Yeah. But he was kind of... I don't know whether it's because I'm used to seeing him as a in a sitcom, but whenever he appeared, it felt quite comedic. I'm not sure if it was supposed to be or not. For like when he was just wandering around white with a bust-up eye. Was that supposed to be I, scary? I, think, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he looked really funny. <laughs> I agree with you on that part. And I thought his only purpose in that entire film was just to move the plot along when Tom Cruise didn't know what to do next. And it was... Yeah. Pointless when he was a ghost. It's like, oh, what shall we do now? How do we, how do we make Tom Cruise find out what the next what he needs to do next? Oh, let's have Jake Johnson come out as a ghost now. <laughs> but yeah, and again, I'm not sure what is the whole point of him. Why did the mummy want him to crash the plane? No <laughs> idea. I'm pretty he didn't even crash the plane. He was just there to kill someone, wasn't he? The plane was already crashing. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know why she wanted to kill. Him. <sighs> anyway, and oh yeah, the whole thing about trying to get a dagger to. There's a dagger in one in Egypt, and there's a ruby. Not Egypt. There's a dagger somewhere. I don't know. 
Iran or something. It was in a church in England. Right? And then there's a, a jewel somewhere else and they want to put them together. Under the Thames in England. Yes, because that's the only For some reason that they can bring the god of evil into Tom Cruise. Yeah, England. <laughs> yes, it's all in England. Um, London gets a bad rap. I'll tell you what, I, do, I kind of enjoyed. Um, so, you know, so Tom Cruise's character was called Nick, right? And Jake Johnson kept calling him Nick, and it just felt like he was in New Girl talking to himself. Uh, no, Colin, no. Because he, he plays a character called no. Nick in New Girl. So no. Like, that was fun. Dude, this is pulling it, like... <laughs> No, no. <laughs> what? What? This was like an inside joke that the the directors created, the scriptwriters decided. <laughs> oh, look! Oh, Jake Johnson's character was Nick in New Girl, so we let's call Tom Cruise's Nick. No, they're not as smart as that. No, I think they, I think they called Tom Cruise Nick, and then they tried to find characters who played people called Nick. That was their. Don't, don't yeah, don't give them that credit. <laughs> Russell Crowe thought it was alright. I enjoyed Russell Crowe. Thought I said that the scene. So he he plays Doctor Jekyll. And as a mm. huge surprise to everyone who doesn't know who Dr. Jekyll is, he becomes Mr. Hyde mm-hmm. and beats up Tom Cruise. That, was... I, <laughs> that scene uh, was okay. The scene that annoyed me was a scene parallel to that oh, yeah. when Annabelle Wallace's character tried to you know, stop the security guard from saving her. Yeah. yeah he's what like... the heck? <laughs> he was trying to save her the whole time. She was like, no, why are you saving me? Why are you saving me? I need to go back and do nothing. Yeah, well, because the security guard is like, what? Well, yeah, so Doctor Jekyll's got this thing. He jabs into himself to stop himself from turning to Mister Hyde. Tom Cruise decides to take it away from him for no reason. The security guard, <laughs> rather than like just punching the guy, says, "Oh no, don't do that!" and just waits a little bit. Manages to pull them out of the room. And then Adam Boyle is like, "Hey, let's break back in again for that mad, murdering monster guy." Was, uh... For why? Can't do sh- <laughs> But still, I'm so uh, frustrated, Colin. Other than the fact that Russell Crowe's uh, Mister Hyde turned cockney which i can't quite understand was uh was not was he not british in the original book well no so he's, he's british but but as dr jekyll he's just got this, this well-spoken british man and yeah. as mr hyde he's a cockney with a completely different accent like they're doing a ray, ray winston impression or something does mr hyde kill people yes yes he does okay yeah no he's a i mean he doesn't i don't think his face changes that weird purpley thing that happened to russell crowe's face but uh yeah no, that, that scene i thought was good not, not so much <laughs> not so much the rest okay so what what happened to Tom Cruise at the end do you reckon what's going on there uh, he becomes a god right wasn't that the plan all along yeah so, so basically she's really keen to kill him to make the god of death come in so to stop her doing it he kills himself to get the god of death to come in so he's not a god of death now right well I I, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Clearly right. So well, I didn't he do exactly what she she was trying wanted to do. Wanted to do the whole time, yeah. But some but he's figured out somehow that because he's the one who's doing it, that's okay. He can control the god of death now because he killed himself uh, instead of Yeah, so maybe so then he brings back Annabelle Wallace back to life, he's he's drowned a bit. That was that was a okay scene. No, <laughs> no, 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 fine. No. <laughs> no. How did he work that out anyway? How did he know that? Like, <laughs> all of those was based on like like proper assumptions when did Jake Johnson's ghost come out and tell him again oh if you become you stab yourself you can be a god and you can raise her back to life again I think that was a message in the sand I think that's what it was <laughs> oh <laughs> um yeah the uh, and then he kisses the mummy to death how does that work anyway <laughs> like if both of them kiss each other like surely nothing happens no no because no. the, the life transfer just but the, no, nothing happens <laughs> The, the equal flow of energy between <laughs> two kisses. Considering that she apparently has the power to make sound... Well, actually, well, I didn't realise this was what they were doing until someone else pointed out. But, you know, she got all that sand was chasing them through London for a bit. Uh-huh. Apparently all, all the sand came out of the glass. So that all those windows breaking was so that they could get the sand back from the glass. I didn't, I didn't figure that out. Okay. So, is that supposed to save the entire film? I'm just saying that's what will happen. I'm not not, okay. not, not, not saying good or bad. But <laughs> but she's she's kind of sitting underwater, hoping that he's going to, I don't know, join her, whatever her evil plan was. Surely she could just bring some more sand and throw it at him. I don't know. There must be loads of sand out there. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Everything is made pretty much... <sighs> um, okay, so and then he kind of, at the end, he's hidden in this corner, growling a bit. So he's something's happened to him. My my theory, they mm. they haven't worked out what they want to happen to him yet. So they're showing only the back of his head, and they're leaving themselves some scope to figure it out for the next film. They wanted him in the Mummy too. 
Well, I think he's, he's going to be in all of them. He's going to be in Bride of Frankenstein, isn't he? And really? But he's, I just said werewolf because he was growling a bit. I just said he was going to be a werewolf, except that they've already got Wolfman lined up for a different thing. <sighs> so, and presumably he's not going to become a mummy again. Oh, no. Is no. This this is ridiculous. Why are you introducing all these? Uh, why why is there a dark universe? Why does this universe exist here, Colin? It doesn't. There's there's no point. Like I can get a Marvel universe. I can get a DC universe. You know, you know that's fine. I can get a Hunger Games universe, a Harry Potter universe. That's okay. They're all based on like a series of books and all that. Why is there a dark universe? Why? So well, for those people who love horror films but don't like them to be scary, or funny, or good action. So, in fairness, many years ago, so back in the, I don't know, early decades of the century, the, the uh, Universal Monsters franchise, I mean, they, they didn't talk about shared universes back then, but it kind of was. They had all these Universal Monsters like the yeah, Werewolf, Mummy, Frankenstein, all these kind of things. So it's kind of a, a callback to that. But yeah, the real reason is Universal wants in. You know, they, want, they want a franchise because that's what makes money these days. And, and the thing is, they can't even make a good standalone film because they need to tie things in again they need, as you say they don't know what to do with Tom Cruise so they put that in because there's no way put, there's no way so I don't know whether Tom I can't imagine Tom Cruise is going to be the action there's going to be a star of the whole franchise maybe he is I don't, so the next well the next one's Bride of Frankenstein but after you've got things like uh, Johnny Depp and the Invisible Man he's not going oh, to yeah. two things oh my just to, make, ah! just to make it even better bring in Johnny Depp <laughs> people really hate Johnny Depp these days um, but isn't, is it going to be a two-hander is it going to be Tom Cruise co-starring or is he because he's not going to turn out to do bit parts in a franchise, is he? So he's going to have to be fairly... Mind you, he doesn't really do... He doesn't do ensembles, really. No, not really. He needs to be the lead man. So is he going to be the lead of all of these? I don't think so, right? Surely not. I wouldn't have thought so. Why? He's the one who created the Bride of Frankenstein and the Invisible Man with his in, with his powers Maybe. as a god now. Maybe he just becomes that monster. But the... Did this film make a lot of money, Colin, by the way? No. I want to know the chances of the Dark Universe not happening. Uh, no, this is quite a flop. Uh, I don't, not kind of like crazy levels, but it did a lot worse than expected, I think, or than hoped. Okay, dear viewers, can you make it more of a flop by <laughs> not watching it? I don't know. I think they're pretty committed now. I think they're going to at least do one more. They've Why? Got, they've got a logo, no. They've got a logo and everything. I know! I saw the logo! That's a pretty cool logo. No? I thought it was... Yeah, the one saving grace. Yeah. The logo and, uh, and the fact Pop that someone's, someone's got Nick. <laughs> Uh, who 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 played the the mummy? By the way, oh I don't know, Sophia something. Mm. I'd never heard of her before. She was uh, she, she was fine. She was better than the she was better than the enchantress in Suicide Squad. She was. She yeah. I mean, she did what she did. I I, well, I, I have to give her that. That's all I can I can give her that. Like she was way better than the enchantress in Suicide Squad. Who I think you know have the same kind of eyeliner okay. people she, she working got a lot on of tattoos them. and stuff. Yeah, gyrating. So, um, everywhere. So, so Jake Johnson's character came back to life. How, how did that happen? Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise, right? Nick. Nick, um, the shared Nickness. But we, we didn't see him bring him to life. We just kind of got to assume that by killing, yeah, he brought- killing the mummy. And is, is Tom Cruise immortal now? Is that? I, I guess so. He's a god of death now. He's isn't a he? god of death. Why? <laughs> so, to the future of this franchise, assuming it has one. We can have more standalone films. Uh, maybe is it is it going to be Tom Cruise attacking each of these people, or do they band together at some point to attack a greater evil, Suicide Squad style? <laughs> oh, I'm dreading this already. I can I can see it. Oh no, no, please. You say it's not scary, but the the pro- the prospect of having to watch another five or six of these that's pretty scary, isn't it? Well, it's a good thing I don't have to if you. You know, if Tom Cruise if makes other films, yeah, if Tom Cruise is in other films, and yeah, as as I said right from the beginning, it looks like they're making a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen again. Yeah, still DC took uh, took four films to make a good one. Maybe uh, maybe this will get there eventually. Are we actually going to watch four films in this universe, Colin? I've, we should not be supporting <laughs> this. I feel any way or form. I feel like we might not. You don't even like horror films. Yeah. Let's see what happens next year, Zijin. Let's see what happens. But I was just. What do you mean? Let's see what happens next year. Let's watch Transformers <laughs> next year. Can we watch Transformers next year, Colin? Would you want to do that? That's about the same thing. Wow, that's the, that's the worst criticism yet. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine doing another episode on this. Uh, 
Tell you what, maybe maybe we'll wait till they all come out in a few years' time. We'll do a do them all in one go. Well, it's fine to do a negative uh, response. I gotta say, it's, it's been it's been a while. There've been too many films where I felt we said they're good. Um, yeah, and I think that we generally choose to watch films we think we like. So why why wouldn't they be? But um, mm. but yeah, it's it makes it makes a nice ch- a nice change, I guess. Ah, poor old Tom Cruise. A, a nice change. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise. I, I, I think his problem is that people aren't, aren't watching any film he does that isn't Mission Impossible, really. Mission Impossible still gets the numbers in. But I'd like to see him stretch himself a bit more in terms of... This was his attempt to kind of make a new make a new Mission Impossible type franchise, I think. I'd like to see him go back to his roots, like do, do more dramas. What was the last drama he did? I think the last one's probably Lions for Lambs, which was um, frankly quite a dull film. Uh, but it's based around I think, the Iraq War and those things. And uh, he, Meryl Streep, Rob Redford, um, Andrew Garfield. It's got a great cast. Um, but what about Tropic Thunder? I don't think Tropic Thunder was a, was a drama. <laughs> I think that was a comedy. It's a comedy, right? It, it was a comedy. He was he was fantastic in that. Actually, he was great. Um, he did Valkyrie. I don't know how long ago that was. That that was uh, World War Two. So he's. But that's, yeah, probably Lions for Lambs is the last proper drama he's done. So I'd like to see him do more of that. Yeah, I I don't think, yeah, I agree. I don't think he needs to do so many action films. Like, he already has Mission Possible. He has the Jack Reacher. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get another Jack Reacher this right. He's in the age of tomorrow. Now it's a franchise, I guess. Um, no, I mean, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need the mummy. Like, why is he doing this? Well, I think he's quite canny, I guess, and he's realised that franchises are by far the biggest thing. So it used to, I reckon back in the 90s, people would watch a film based on the actors, like your, your Julia Roberts or Brad Pitt or whatever else. Whereas, I think that's still to a certain extent true, but by far much bigger are franchises, so your Marvels, your Harry Potters, DC, whatever else. So uh, presumably, I think that's why he tried to get Jack Reacher into a franchise, which doesn't seem to have worked very well. No. But he's mid-50s now. He doesn't. He can't have too many more years of all this stunt work, can he? Look at his body, Colin. Look at that. Yeah, it's impressive. It's, it's my screensaver. But I think <laughs> in in time, in time, he's going to have to sit back a bit. And this is maybe this is where he goes back into his more dramatic stuff and uh, finally wins that Oscar season. Finally wins that Oscar. He has been nominated before, hasn't he? He has not for a very very long time. But yeah, back in the yeah. I, I can't remember which films. For, I think maybe Born on the Fourth of July and Rain Man. Maybe he he can pull a slide. Probably Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. I think he's a better actor than Sly Stallone. Well, Sly Stallone is crazy and rocky. Okay, well, there you go. The Mummy. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> blaming you, man, Colin, for this. I feel that you are blaming me, yes. Okay. Let's move on, then, to Actor Factor, where we talk about the films of a particular actor or actress. Finally, a great actor. The great, Os- three times Oscar-nominated. I was leaving Mark a, Ruffalo. I was leaving a gap so you could say his name and it didn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. There we go. He's awesome. He is. Uh, I love Mark Ruffalo. Almost as much as I love Tom Cruise. So, how many Mark Ruffalo films have you seen, Jason? Uh, I didn't include all the comic book films, I don't think. Oh, I yeah. think nine, okay. excluding some of the small cameos. Uh, okay. If you, so, I think he's only done Age of Ultron, uh, Avengers Assemble, and a cameo in Iron Man 3, I think. Um, so, oh. apart from those, I've seen 17 of his films. Nice. I can tell you what my least favorite one is. Uh, can very I, easily. Can I guess? Yes. Is it now you see me? Yes. <laughs> you really hate that oh, film. I really hate that film, but I've I've rented enough already about that film, and I've rented enough for today. Yeah. So I'm okay to overlook that. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite film? If you let's let's uh, leave, leave aside the Avengers type stuff for for now, but. Yeah, it's tricky because the Avengers is really good. I like the first Avengers a lot. Yeah, I also like Spotlight, the, oh, yes, the film cool. yeah, which yeah. Uh, won the Oscar about um, Catholic priests and child abuse. I know you love this film a lot. You like films about journalism. I do, don't yeah. you? Yeah, and Spotlight. Yeah, my favorite film of last year is as well. It was a uh, quite yeah understated. It wasn't. It could have been played very much more. It was over the for top drama. Yeah, and yeah, great, fantastic cast. Rachel McAvan, Michael Keaton, uh, Lee F. Schreiber's very good in it, um, and yeah, he was. That was one of his Oscar nominations. He's not. He's not won one yet, but uh, no, he should do though. I think it's it's about time. He's like Leo. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. I think he probably. I'm sure he will at some point. Um, I'm not sure that was the film that was going to do it because it was great. But he, I guess because there was no real standout single performance, it's difficult to. Yeah. 
I think Mark Ruffalo does well in both drama and comedy. Yes. Yeah. I think he's he's actually quite an underrated comic actor, I think. Yes. Um so one of my absolute favourite rom coms um is Just Like Heaven. I may have mentioned it before. Reese Witherspoon? That's right. So uh, I love this film, I think. But he um basically he he plays a is he an architect? I can't remember his job is it doesn't really matter. Um or maybe a landscape gardener or something. Anyway, he he buys a or rents a flat, and then Reese Witherspoon, ghost-like form, turns up in it, and uh, they've got to figure out what's going on. And do they fall in love, Zijan? Who knows? Of course they do, Colin. <laughs> That's the only reason why you watch these films in the first place. Yeah, um, my, I watched this film for the first time with my brother actually, who who cannot understand why I love it so much. <laughs> I've watched it many times. Um, <laughs> it's wonderful. I recommend it strongly. I've yeah. not seen that. Uh, watch it, watch it, and your heart will melt. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's also, I'm slightly embarrassed, but I really like this film as well. Um, Thirteen going on thirty. I have that. Have you seen that? Oh, I've seen that list. I've seen that film. Yeah, Jennifer Garner. That's it. She she's thirteen. She wakes up. She's suddenly thirty. Yep. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is her former friend who is now confused about why she claims that she was thirteen yesterday. Yep. Um, and- that's a great film. I enjoy the film too. I, I like all this. Um, is it like body transfer or yeah, body swap, trans- yeah. body swap kind of films? Yeah, I, I I find them very not quite body swap in this case, but close enough. Yes, yeah. no, close enough. Yeah, it's it's always very fun. Yeah, it's basically uh, big, isn't it? That kind of big Freaky Friday. Um, the Zac Efron one with Chandler Bing. Seventeen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like I like all these films, even though I mean. You you know how the story's gonna go. Yeah. You know how it's quite cliche, but it's just. But Jennifer Garner's fantastic in that film, and uh, yeah, I say he doesn't he hasn't done a rom com. I don't think since Just Like Heaven, but I, I'd like to see. Him uh, do I saw more. he was in Date Night. Oh, he was in Date Night. Yes. Um, Which I saw uh, with Tina Fey and Steve Carell. Yeah, I've seen it twice. In fact, I don't remember him being in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, me neither. I only I watched it mostly because I love Tina Fey. Okay, I saw it on a plane. It's got, in fact, it's got um, Gal Gadot in it. I, I'm not. I, got, I can't get her name right. Anyway, Wonder Woman. She's in it. Got uh, quite a cast. Is James Franco is in it as well? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is in it. I mean, and what's her name? What's the actress name? I don't know. The wife was married to Ashton Kutcher. Or oh, who has a kid with Ashton Kutcher? Uh, oh yes. Um, huh, this is the seventy shows. This is great podcasting. Mila Kunis. Yes, Mila Kunis is in it as well. Okay. Yeah. To be honest, the film's not brilliant. It's fine. It's fine. I just like Tina Fey. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No, I know. Oh, watch that one. That's very good. Um, it's, it's, I think it, it did pretty well to begin with, but it's, it's kind of since then very well regarded. Empire just did their list. Well, they, they kind of people to vote in their list of the 100 greatest films. And uh, Eternal Sunshine was top 20, I think. I know, I know. It's really bad. It's on my, it's on my list of things I want, I need to watch. I, was, yeah. I watched. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time I saw it. The first time I kind of didn't really quite get it. I think. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, but Mark Ruffalo does. Who does he play? Um, he plays a guy who works for the company that Jim Carrey goes to. So uh, <laughs> I don't. Know. So Jim, Jim Carrey goes. I, to, I, I know the yeah. gist of the story. So he goes to yeah, yeah, try and get his memories taken away, and yeah, Mark Ruffalo works for that company, as does. Yep. Uh, Kirsten Dunst and uh, Elijah Wood. Hmm. We've not heard of Elijah Wood for a while now. I think he's probably doing stage work. Hmm. Or like <laughs> TV. Just lifting scenery or something. <laughs> okay. Zodiac. People enjoy Zodiac a lot. I Did quite, you? Um, I think I enjoyed much of it. I think it ran too long, to be honest. And I think it was slightly hamstrung by the fact that it was based on a true story and, and the actual true story doesn't have a very satisfactory ending. It's kind of all this build up. I think if, if it was fictionalized, I think they would have finished this a bit differently. Yeah. And it'll, yeah, it takes place over quite a long period of time. I think, again, if it's fictionalized, they probably would have tried to keep it a bit tighter. But yeah, no, I think David Fincher, and it's, it's very well acted, great cast from Robert Downey Jr. Um, and yeah, Mark Ruffalo. But um, yeah, I didn't love as much as so I'm not. I've never really quite got on board with David Fincher. I think Social Network's brilliant, but not so much of this stuff. Oh, he's not a film. I think, it, well, it's not really for me. A lot of it's kind of very violent and heavy, and yeah, not this one so much. But there you go. Mm. Uh, I've got Shutter Island. Oh yeah, have you seen Shutter Island? I have. Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio and is it uh, Christopher Nolan? No, it's not Scorsese, isn't it? Scorsese, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I 
thought people were overhyping that the twist was great. I didn't think the twist was that special. See, um, I, I heard the twist was pretty bad. So when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's all right. So. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. So the way for me then. Yeah, so keep your expectations moderate when you watch that film. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be one of Scorsese's all-time greats, but um, Finest, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, thought Leo was good. And then there's uh, Foxcatcher. Ah, uh, yes. Where he, uh, one of, I think he got nominated for that one as well. Yes, he plays a boxer. Wrestler. A wrestler, yeah. With, uh, is it Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum. I did feel sorry for him yeah. that because Channing Tatum is an like, incredibly athletic guy. Mark Ruffalo is supposed to be playing uh, his brother who's also a kind of professional wrestler. I think I wouldn't want to play yes. a professional wrestler alongside Channing Tatum. <laughs> you, 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 you'll just lose. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Mark Ruffalo, he's not uh, not unfit. I'm sure he works out one of you, but he's not exactly a Channing Tatum level. No, no. There you go. But he yeah, did, did another fine fine job. No, I think he's a I say, fantastic writing actor, good comic actor. More work for Mark Ruffalo, i say. I, I agree, I agree. What, which is your favourite film did you mention? Um, so my favourite probably is Avengers, but uh, apart from that, I'm going to say Just Like Heaven. Mm. I love that film. Cool. Uh, I've seen a few others. I'm not going to go through, through all of them. There's um, kind of a few that are a bit more theatrical. That's Collateral? Oh, I forgot Collateral. Yes, I love that film as well, actually. Uh, Mark Ruffalo plays a detective in that one. Um, yep. You've seen that he one. He plays a lot of detectives, doesn't he? I can think of at least three films. <laughs> yeah, he does. So there you go. Yeah, it must do. There you go. Uh, next time on Actor Factor, how about Jude Law? Yeah. And, and the crowd like, goes have, wild. Um, <laughs> no, I was just thinking whether we've done him before, but we, we clearly haven't because you have the spreadsheet. Yeah, I didn't check too hard, so possibly we have. Um, yeah. I don't think we, no, I don't think we did. Uh, the, the man that used to be called J-Law until J-Law. Not anymore. <laughs> okay, let's do some quizzing. Let's do some quizzing, and this time the quiz is on... The Despicable Me franchise. Now, I have never seen any of these films, and I wrote my quiz questions ten minutes before I uh, before we started. Oh, you come out with excuses, really, Colin. Seriously, <laughs> I, I've only seen the first film, Colin. Okay, okay, we, okay. We can do this. Yeah. Um, as, Question one. As people may remember, I'm winning for the. Oh, year. <laughs> people do not need to read really about this. Question one. Hit me. Question one. What did Gru plan to shrink and steal in the first Despicable Me film? Uh, the moon. Yeah, see? There you go. Easy. Uh, easy. So easy. Uh, question one for you. What is the name of Gru's twin brother due to appear in Despicable Me 3? Oh, do we know that? I do. Who? Still. I hope it's still. Oh, that's close. It's Drew. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, question two for me. Name one of the three girls adopted by Gru. You adopted girls? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's either Margot, Edith, or Agnes. Okay. <laughs> uh, your question two: Which film beat Despicable Me two to the Oscar for best animated film? That's Frozen, isn't it? It is Frozen. Good work. Uh, question three is quite similar, but what is the title of the song that was nominated for an Academy Award for best original song uh, for Despicable Me two? Happy. That's right. Uh, excellent. I think I might have that song. Uh, question three for you. Name either of the co-directors of the three Despicable Me films. Um, Pierre Coffin. Very good. I'll do. Do you want the other for zero, uh, for zero bonus points? <laughs> Chris Reynolds. Excellent. Good work. <laughs> uh, question four. Uh, which actor voiced the owner of the orphanage in the first Despicable Me, Me film and an anti-villain league agent in the second? Anti-villain league? Anti-villain league, anti. Uh, okay. So yeah, mispronounced things. That's fine. Well, I don't know, but I did read a list of the people who have voiced people in this. And yep. I can't remember any of them, so this is going really well. Uh, <laughs> this person vo- voiced twice. They're two different characters. Okay. In two different films. That's a clue. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Michael Keaton. No, it's Kristen Wiig. Okay. Um, your question for which Australian actor was the narrator for Minions? Which Australian actor was ah? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. This is great, great podcasting content. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. Hmm. Was it Russell Crowe? Uh, no, it was Jeffrey Rush. Ah, uh, you're still in the lead, right? I think it's two all actually. Oh, is it? Question five: In which year is the sequel to Minions due to f- due for release? Twenty 
2020. Well done, yep. Excellent. Um, and this is yours to Paul Level. I think it's 3-2 to me. We can go back and check if there are others. Uh, towards the start of the first Despicable Me film, what landmark is apparently stolen by a rival villain? That's the pyramids. The Great Pyramid of Keys, I'll give you that. There you go, three or... That's all. the same thing! Well, only one pyramid, not all the pyramids. <laughs> Fine. A draw. Why are we quizzing our next, Colin? Uh, we Does this encourage you to watch the Despicable Me 3? Not at all. Um, <laughs> Why? We're quizzing on the Terminator franchise. It feels like we've done this before again as well. Have we done this before? We might where, have. Where? We might have done, actually. Where did the Terminator come from? We did. I'm uh, pretty sure. Did we do Terminator? We might have done Terminator. I'm pretty sure there was. Okay. Okay. You had a spreadsheet, Colin. Not, not with me. I have a new laptop. I don't have anything on this. I don't have a spreadsheet. Okay. This is behind the scenes arguing. I'm going to say, you know, gonna say Terminator. If it turns out we've already done Terminator, which I think you're probably right. No, 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 you say it. Uh, I'll think of something else. And there you go. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, the other thing we're doing, Zijan, the other thing we're doing is, uh, is oh. a recasting segment, sort of. Sort of, yes. So we occasionally do recasting. Who, who do you think should play someone in a remake of a film? We're still going to say who should play something in a new film. And this one is about the 2017 UK general election. Now, Because everyone would like to watch that. Who wouldn't watch that yeah. film? So we'll put us out on on the social media as well. But who would you want to play? Theresa May, Jeremy Corbyn, and, and anyone else you can think of. I would love to see John Kingsley's responses. Yeah, it comes with the proviso that we're not going to get too political, so don't get too political either. Uh, what's our main topic for next time, Dijon? We are looking at films from ten years ago. We are indeed. 1997. 1997. <laughs> wow, 2000, 2007. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is what this one gets you a qualification as an actuary these days. And in a business, I work in maths, people. I work in maths. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you then. Bye.